Welcome back to Culturing with me, Hannah. And me, Holly. Where we talk about popular culture from any time, any place. Anywhere. But within limits. Yeah. Because we only know so much. Yeah. Um, and often we don't even know what we say we know. <laughs> we don't know anything. We don't really. Um, <laughs> but I think that's our appeal is that we don't really know anything and yet we feel so Strongly. free to comment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's the beauty of a podcast, isn't it? Some people shouldn't have them. It's up to the jury to decide if we should have one. <laughs> Let us know. Um, we have social media. It's linked in the description. Please don't let us know if you think no. we shouldn't have a podcast but criticism is always welcome in a constructive sense absolutely if you don't like us just turn us off you forget about us that's fine very much i i support that message <laughs> um also we have a patreon which was also linked down there which holly will very quickly brief you about we'll run through it run through it rapid fire yeah couldn't remember the phrase so can I. <laughs> we do bad book club where we read about we read about we read free literature it's usually considered trash or it's very um cheap is the other <laughs> it's way. trash or it's cheap it's trash or it's cheap that's the that's what gets put in the book club yeah so if you're looking for something quick and easy to just like turn your brain off we've got so many books that we've read we do one a month read along with us if you've read any let us know we've done a colleen hoover book if you're interested to hear yeah. our opinions on colleen hoover pretty much so. um and yeah, the this month will be out soon. We also do Celebrity Corner. This month it's going to be on Gwyneth Paltrow and yeah. all of the things that she kind of discussed in the latest controversy last week. So if you're like, why haven't they talked about it? We, we, would, we have. Yeah, we have. We're talking about it over there. So <laughs> check that out if you're interested. But also if you don't want to, you don't have to. It's very much there if you would like welcome, to him. Welcome, welcome. What? What's the name? Elizabeth Effie. Banks, Yeah. <laughs> Did I sound like that? I don't know. Maybe something in me was You thought you to... went, that's Effie. That is Effie from The Hunger Games. I appreciated that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I can't really remember my train of thought, but I appreciate the Effie impression. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to follow us on Patreon. But if you want more Effie impressions, yeah. <sighs> There's none over there, but maybe today. Um, but it, yeah, if you do, if you do want to hear a bit more, is there? Um, there's two options, but really, don't you know? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If not, we really just support listens in any capacity. You don't have to pay to listen to us, but if you want to, we do appreciate it, and it, it yeah. makes us happy. But any listen makes us happy. So welcome. There we go. Oh, were you just welcoming in general? Maybe I was. But oh, I'm... did I genuinely sound like Effie? I'll be really happy if I did. When I listen back, I'll let you know. Oh, thank you. Report back. If <laughs> Let us know. What do you think? Did I sound like Effie from The Hunger Games? Such an iconic character. The Hunger Games is really having a renaissance right now. It's 10 years, isn't it, since the film came out? Have you seen out? loads of things on TikTok about it? I've seen a few. I've seen... Oh, this is going to be the worst description in the world. A man that does kind of like comedy skits, but he's from like the black country... And he's very into TikTok fandom, Harry Styles. He's got blonde hair. Okay. I think he's called Yuan. You've, I, I feel like you've seen... It's Yeyan Yuan something. But he did word for word the trailer and all the sound effects of the first Hunger Games film. And he was like, this is this is burned into my brain. This is such a throwback because I <laughs> vividly remember me and one of my friends... Were, so we were obsessed with the Hunger Games because who wasn't? Who wasn't? But I like, It got me onto reading. Out, we love that. 
we had gone to the cinema with our other friend to see This Means War with Chris Pine and Tom Hardy and Reese oh, Witherspoon. Okay. Great film, if anyone's ever seen Well, I've not seen it in 10 years. <laughs> but we were watching that and on comes the trailer for The Hunger Games and we sat there and said the whole of the trailer with it. <laughs> I hadn't even come out. <laughs> I remember I remember watching it on YouTube. I remember watching it, it was, several times it on YouTube. It was ingrained. And I remember we were like cross-referencing the bits from the book. We were like, that's when that happens. That's when that happens. Anyway, happy anniversary to the Hunger Games. Um, <laughs> food, movies. I was going to say food. <laughs> <laughs> movies. Um, so welcome back if you've ever listened to us before. Welcome for the first time if you are new. We start this podcast with pop culture moments from the week that we've seen and then get onto a topic that we want to talk about more in depth, which may have happened this week. It might not have. This week it kind of has. Um, but this week, what have we seen? Very, a lot in like the last 24 hours, I feel, like, which is very odd to oh, me. wow. Um, so Emma Chamberlain has been Oh, I brought- caught this very briefly <laughs> and I'm intrigued what it actually is. Yeah, so... Her team have put out like this long, strongly worded statement. Okay. After a fan said Emma Chamberlain selling personalized letters for ten grand, they're I calling it DMs. It was, yeah, I got. I saw DMs. Was it a letter or a DM then? I think it's a a letter she would write via DM. But so I think it's, it's longer than a DM. Yeah, but it is a DM. A isn't paragraph. It? She's doing a quick power. I think I should get that for free. <laughs> From Emma Chamberlain. Yeah, why does she not want to DM me? I know, that's such she a good point. She should want to, for free. <laughs> for the content. Yeah, for the plot. Um, and was it, so this was true? It's not true. They oh. come out and they were like, it was something we were just putting out as a tester. It wasn't actually alive. Like, we weren't actually doing it. These false rumours. Emma knew nothing about it. We as Emma's brand, we didn't bring anything to Emma. Emma doesn't know. Emma doesn't know. And it's like, I feel like you probably would, if people bought it, you wouldn't have, gone against it like it doesn't sound like out of the blue that this is i just think uh, maybe emma chamberlain is innocent i don't really like i she may be i don't really care about her input in this but i do think that the people who organized it and put it on the site even though they're saying oh it wasn't live you were still testing it so you still had thought at some point it was a good idea (laughs) yeah it's not like you never thought like it's a complete lie no, it went to a live it, um, URL link. So yeah. I think it was a link on her website so she, or on her merch page. The person who made the TikTok did not lie. No. So there was no lying. No, but they've just had to but come they, out and be like, because people came to her. They were like, Emma knew nothing about it. That's fair. It, I, You know, potentially she knew nothing. I don't... It, it would seem, hopefully, she knew nothing. <laughs> it feels like she is kind of attached to reality. And this seems mm. like something that only a very detached person... Would, would suggest because in, like to pay for that I, I kind of understand how much were they charging 10 grand no i was gonna say like <laughs> I'd, I'd maybe understand a letter with like a signed uh picture and some other stuff maybe for like a tenner like 10 pounds that's the most i'm paying <laughs> also it's emma chamberlain who very big star now but like she's not an actor she's not a singer no. she does youtube why I don't think Emma Chamberlain would be involved in this, but why did anyone think that was a good idea? I don't know. Maybe Do you think they... maybe they put the price up as a random price? Maybe they were thinking about it, but it was going to be like, like kind of like a cameo thing that maybe you could pay yeah. for your friend to get one for their birthday for maybe ten pounds. 
but then but she'd still, be doing too many of them so how what's the perfect price for there it isn't she one. wouldn't you have should, to do too many it's capitalistic crap in my opinion <laughs> i'm sorry but else. like charging people for like how yeah. do i know she sent the dm she won't have i'm either. not saying that emma chamberlain was in any way no, affiliated no, no. with this but hypothetically but how, hypothetically <laughs> If this went ahead, I have no evidence that she, at least with a cameo, I'm paying for footage of a person saying my own name and going, oh, Hannah, I hope you're having a great birthday. So-and-so's told me to say this. Emma Chamberlain's sending me a DM. <laughs> like, it might as well be, like, one of the DMs from those Bot. bots I get. Like, oh, do you want some money? Send me your PayPal. That could be Emma Chamberlain for all I care. You looking for sugar daddy? <laughs> That's Emma Chamberlain. Also, funnily enough, I, I only get exclusively sugar mummy requests <laughs> like people always want to be my sugar mummy no men i'm being like i feel like i'm being <laughs> harassed by women which is not something that i support because no women could be harassed too it's just it's alien to me women bots <laughs> women bots i don't know who they think they are <laughs> who's programmed them to do this they to ta- like is there something about the way i look in my very small picture that they go, she would want a sugar mummy. <laughs> I appreciate the messages though, ladies. Thank you so much. <laughs> keep, keep them coming. <laughs> feeds the ego. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Well, they never compliment me though. They're just like, do you want money? It's not a compliment. <laughs> they don't go, you look nice. No, there's no... So if there's a compliment, maybe... I'd consider it more. <laughs> but it feels like I'm getting two valuable things from the situation. Compliments yeah. and money. They need to get something back too. Yeah, they do. I guess looking at me, which is all... the small picture of me in my <laughs> Instagram. Um, what else? Uh, Sophia Coppola's daughter. Oh yeah, she's causing a ruckus. I thought this was a joke. Like I thought she was joking that she was Sophia Coppola's daughter. No, no, I know she's Sophia. They look so similar. <laughs> yeah, they do. But I thought the whole video was a joke. I thought she was just oh. joking around. I was not taking it seriously. I like mean, I think it was kind of like she literally goes, um, they my parents don't want me to be a Nepo baby. <laughs> I for one thought that was joking. Because she she will be no matter like She's the Nepo baby of a Nepo baby. The family is Nepo. Yeah. It's a Nepo family. <laughs> but anyway, what happened? She is cooking and then there's a point where she did, she's Not like well. I've had to Google what an onion looks like because I've got this thing and I don't know if it's garlic or onion, but like I obviously know it's a garlic or onion, but I did have to Google what pictures of it. See, I thought this was just comedy. Like, because I've seen Sophia Coppola films, Mm. this is how she writes. Yeah. I assumed that this was her joking and like I assume (laughs) that she knows the difference between a garlic and an onion and she was just playing into the stereotype of like, I'm Nepo baby. Do you think she was this was an audition? Maybe she's trying to prove herself as not a Nepo baby by showing her talent of being the ultimate Nepo baby. Ooh, rising to the top from, like, you know the, what's it, the horse at the back that takes everyone by surprise and just, like, overtakes everybody. We've all been distracted by all these other Nepo babies. The underdog, but as a horse. Yeah. The horse dog. <laughs> the underhog. The, the underhog? <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, sorry, I said the underhog. <laughs> the underhog. Um, yeah, I do. Anyway, so she can't, she doesn't know an onion or a garlic, just, but I think she's joking. <laughs> and then she's saying her, well, this bit, potentially she was joking. She says her parents are never there. Yep, and that they've left her they can't trust her while she's by herself. Well, she's also said that she was grounded because she tried to charter her grandfather's helicopter. <laughs> Which, if that's true, 
again, it's so funny. And if it's a joke, so funny. <laughs> Why does Francis Ford Coppola have... Imagine if it's not that grandfather. It's her other one. <laughs> They've all got them. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It made me chuckle. Yeah. It was actually, like, I think that I have a lot more respect for Nepo babies that are like, I am this. Yeah, yeah. Because in a way, I mean, this is a sort of sneak peek of the sort of discussion we'll have on Patreon. But there is an element of, like, say, Gwyneth Paltrow that at least she, like, not in terms of the Nepo baby stuff, mm. but, you know, we, I kind of prefer what she does to the people who are like, oh, yeah, well, I eat pizza every meal, <laughs> and I'm just, this is just the way I look. Like, I would kind of prefer yeah. someone being like, oh, yeah, I do ridiculous stuff. Like, I will try anything. Yeah. I will detox, even yeah. though I don't believe in detoxing. No. Um, I'll do this, I'll do that. I kind of believe when someone is just kind of upfront about how ridiculous they are, because yeah. it's like, at least yeah. we don't have any facade of, like... Yeah, they're not pretending to be like us. So even if, if that is genuinely what this girl is like, I much more appreciate that to someone who's being like oh no no i had a really normal upbringing like yeah. of course she didn't have a normal upbringing <laughs> like me and the daughter of sofia coppola we're not having the same upbringing are we it's not the same world <laughs> it's not the same world and i'd prefer no. if she didn't pretend that way yeah but it was kind of very chaotic yeah it was. out of the blue and everyone's been like kind of welcome to the arena like this is i'd never seen anything from her before no so. i hadn't seen anything well because either. apparently her parents don't want her to be a nepo baby Maybe she's like, but Northwest is on TikTok. Northwest is an incredible TikToker, and I will give her that every day of the week. That girl knows how to TikTok. <laughs> Shout out to Northwest. Appreciate your TikToks. They always come up. And I don't really know why, but I like them. Uh, anything else? They were the main things that I spotted literally in the last 24 hours. I had a lot, because I, I think last night, potentially the night before, at some point. Um, also, time of filming it's wednesday so if this is like if dates it's in a whole week yeah if we've missed things that's why um the succession premiere for season four happened Um, last night yes and so building up to this jeremy strong who's one of the main characters i think i'm maybe gonna get their names wrong just because i didn't write any of this down jeremy strong Mm -hmm. main character brian cox main character dad of jeremy strong on the show yeah they had been having beef with each other through oh. media. Ooh. So, <laughs> Brian... Did I say... Who is it? Is it Brian Cox? Yeah, yeah. Brian Cox had done an interview where he was like, um, I just don't like the fact that Jeremy Strong method acts. I can't get down with that American shit. Like, I think it's awful. <laughs> like, he was like, it's just not for me. Like, but really aggressive with it. Ooh. And then I think Jeremy Strong had said something something back. I don't really know. Like, it had gone back and forth okay. a lot. And then at the premiere last night, um, the dad, who I just... Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Brian Cox's name alluding me. Um, they, they were interviewing someone else from the show and you could just hear shouting in the background. And the guy was like, oh, that's Brian. That's Brian just shouting. And then they're like, oh, he's joking. He's just he's just having fun. And then you that these pictures came out of him, like, because it, it was during the photographer's taking oh picture. God. It's him, like, shouting in the picture. But then he's talked about it now, and he's been like, oh, well, it's just so annoying, like, these photographers, like, telling you what to do. And I'm like, yeah, that does seem annoying. But then there was this clip of Jeremy Strong putting his arm around um, Brian. Brian Cox and... It's really awkward. Ooh. So I don't know what's going on there, but all the while, 
Nicholas Braun and Mr. Darcy um, looked to be having a lovely time and Aww. acting as though they were a couple, which I really appreciate. They gave the internet what the internet wanted. And what I wanted is them to be a couple because my favourite TikToks are the um, Taylor Swift music <laughs> yeah. over clips of those two in the show. It's my favourite brand of TikTok. Yeah. Love it. My favourite ship at the moment. Um, yeah, I think I've never watched the show, but, but you I still support it. Still massively support it. I think that's the energy we should go into everything with. <laughs> yeah. Positive energy. Anyway, so this week, also something that happened. I don't actually know when this was published. Was it last week? Maybe last week, potentially. Some point. Um, a publication. Dazed. Dazed. <laughs> this is all the best information. Dazed last week published a cover yeah their spring their spring issue cover <laughs> on azalea banks which i think is incredible do we know what's the name of the art oh it's the a to z of azalea banks i think and then on the actual magazine it says um america's sweetheart which i think is i just, do enjoy it it's um, just really funny <laughs> i suppose so we're just going to briefly go through well not briefly you know you know how we are um what we thought of the article really because we have in the past gone over azalea banks and her previous work if you want to know what she was up to between the beginning and 2020 um it's one of the early day pod early days podcasts uh yeah go back and it might see. be bad i've not listened to it so yeah no know. we don't we don't it, really listen to them back but no, um it'd be weird if we did so we're not going to go too much into her backstory because we have already covered it it's it's not no and also i think a lot of people kind of know it it's azalea banks you know what she's known for but briefly i guess our experience with azalea banks my introduction as i said in this podcast and i will always say um, my introduction to her was through the um, potential kidnapping that occurred at Elon Musk and Grimes. She abode. was kidnapped. She was kidnapped. Um, supposedly, maybe we basically she turned up to their house and then they left her there and she couldn't get out. And it it's stuck in my head and it's like potentially one of my favorite pop culture moments. And I was in like a university class and someone brought up something that Elon Musk had done and I just was like, um, yeah, but do. But he did kidnap Azalea Banks. And they were like, he didn't. I was like, yeah, I know he didn't. But he did, though. But also, what did happen at the house at that point? Right. Like, why was she there? Why did they leave why her? Why was she there? And it's just really funny. I think we do outline what happened in the podcast. It's that the we birth of Apartheid it. Clyde. It's so funny to me. <laughs> and I just think it's such a good way, because I know, like, so many men, I guess women, too, that are like, oh my god, Elon Musk is the best, best, best person. He's like, getting I embarrassing, Elon Musk. Though. Elon Musk is my favourite, and I just love to go to them, and I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you this little story. <laughs> Did you know? And I love that they respond to me with, like, you are so stupid, and I'm like, yeah, but am I, though? Because what happened? Yeah. Like, give me the answers. What happened? It is a getting... Like, anybody that's defending this idiot now, What happened in the house? And we knew the red. we knew the red flags early days. I just think the early days of Grimes and Elon Musk's relationship is so iconic to me as a pop culture moment. (laughs) It's so ingrained in my brain. And the picture of them two together. Oh, I think about it all the time. (laughs) The Met Gala. Anyway, so that's my experience with Azalea Banks. And then just generally loving her music. But having this kind of conflict with her that I think everyone Mm. who's a fan of her has. And they're like, I love her music. But she does things that make it difficult. And then it's like, but is this sexist? That's my experience. Yeah. And, and also I, racist. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Because I think I was just being ignorant, but I didn't know she was American. 
I thought she was British. Really? Don't know why. She kind of has a little bit of British energy. I think it's it's because the video for 212 in itself, to me, feels inherently British. I think that's it, because it's It's, just... It's just (laughs) the black and white. It looks like it's in the streets of some random Random suburb, London-y kind of town. Yeah. I I can kind of see it. Um, I think I just so... I don't know if it's from one of our podcasts at some point, but I just... It's so ingrained in my head that she went to LaGuardia in New York mm. and I think about all these celebrities that were at LaGuardia <laughs> High School at different points yeah. I'm like none of it adds up how were you all at one high school I know like, how did that go down like the fact that I mean she dropped out the mm. fact that Azalea Banks was at LaGuardia High School and I think Sarah Paulson also went there and I just think about <laughs> those two people I'm like those what's the link and there's many more people like that and I'm yeah. like what is it like to be at LaGuardia? <laughs> it's just wacky. Like, yeah, like, you have to be an artist. Like, you yeah. can't just be someone who's aspiring to be an actor or a singer. You have to yeah. be an artist, and you have to refer to yourself as such. And no other It's like the most pretentious yeah. teenagers you've ever met in your life. Oof. But also, I would I would have loved to have gone. Yeah, I, I wonder who we would have been had we have had that kind of education <laughs> in our early days. Oh, like, really not... Insufferable. And, yeah. Worse than we already are, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> not, not great. I'd probably be in a similar place, though. I don't think it would have put me any further forward. Because the thing is, you always yeah. hear about the people who went to LaGuardia that are famous, but think about how many that weren't. And that's the truth. I was thinking about this with Juilliard. If you were to look through their graduates, yeah, how many of them aren't like big actors? And also, we grew up with a remake of Fame. So I was scarred by... I never watched it. Do you know what? Oh my God, I think no. you would love I think I it. would have loved it, but yeah. I, I used to like create dance routines to... Fame, I want to live forever. It's a really good like song to dance to. I know that's the point. <laughs> you do a lot of reaches and it just screams like that it needs leg warmers. Yes, absolutely. And a leotard. Yeah. And tights. Oh, it's my favourite like attire. <laughs> attire? Attire. Yeah. Tires. Anyway, we should probably talk about Azalea Banks. <laughs> Azalea Banks. So she she looks incredible for one mm. in the editorial pictures. Like the they pictures are, are really good. They are so. She. I mean, she is a very beautiful woman. Like she's never Most not been a very she beautiful. She has this woman. sort of like she is beautiful, but the pictures have this sort of like cheekiness to them that it's yes. like um, I'm beautiful. I look stunning, but I also know the trouble I'm causing. Yeah, absolutely. and I enjoy that. She's like she's always giving you this look of like. I'm about to do something <laughs> that's going to make you really uncomfortable and question your like of me. Yes. Like, why you like me as a person. Yeah, because it's kind of... But you also want to like her at the same Like, you're looking yeah. at these pictures and you're yeah. like, oh, but she's so hard to not like. I know. Like it's- It always comes back around to, like, wanting to like her because she's so unique as a person in a way that she has had to battle through sexism, mm-hmm. racism, you know, being kind of a front runner in her industry at a time when other people weren't like really picked up in the way that she was. But at the and same then time, they just reckoning like, with yeah. like that she has actually done yeah. like things that deserve criticism and Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's 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 just um it's hard to get the middle ground because it's like I think we like to and this is this was brought up in the article. Um, this issue of like she's done bad things and she said bad things. Yeah. But even she says in a very iconic quote that I'm hoping you got mm. that she's not the only one that's doing this. But yeah. when she does it, it's 
like no we can't hear more from her we can't listen yeah. to her and i think like a really good recent example is the example we get a lot is with kanye like mm-hmm. and well kanye can do this kanye can do that kanye can spell actual like pure anti-semitism yeah. and get away with it but i think even more subtle examples like we had all the people that specifically um we did a podcast on it recently but with the megan the stallion thing yes. the artist that was specifically saying oh i don't believe she got she's shot. lying yeah and people don't have an issue with that like mm. the fact that chris brown still has yep. a career and so many other people and yeah and i kind of get where she comes from when she says it that like yeah. why when i do that is it a media i don't have a record label yeah. i don't have opportunity and i get that i think that's very mm-hmm. true that it's too far but the way she phrases it yeah. It's so good because I think it's. She says, um, "Try and find it." Oh, every everybody makes a bad joke sometimes. Like, who cares? Quentin Tarantino gets paid five hundred million dollars oh. to make really bad jokes all the time. You know, I just think <laughs> Quentin Tarantino being her example <laughs> is so funny to me. I know Quentin Tarantino. I feel there's like so many samples she could have given. He's been kind of not left alone. But he hasn't done a film in a couple of years since Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to my recollection. And we did a podcast on him. And I came out with it being like, honestly, not the worst director in Hollywood. No, which was quite like, a positive. we've looked at a lot of directors and been like, <laughs> God, that's depressing. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino. But the kind of... Not good. No. But not the worst. And the jokes that he makes. It's, it's an interesting target because you would kind of expect her to have maybe have said Kanye or... But I, I feel like maybe people are t- maybe tired of the Kanye thing because it's like... You're just giving more fuel to the fire and he's disappeared. But also so. like, okay, Kanye has said some of the worst stuff that I think a celebrity said in recent yeah. years. But then people forget the sort of things like Mel Gibson's full-on yeah. anti-Semitic rant and stuff yeah. like that. And I think there Holocaust is Holocaust denial. Literally. <laughs> and how many people in Hollywood will be Holocaust deniers and yeah. have kind of alluded to it or said stuff? And I think there is a certain thing of like, whenever people do bring up her controversy and they're like, oh, but if we compare it to so-and-so, we do kind of always compare it to black artists. Mm. And it's like, actually, there's a lot of white artists in the world getting away with a lot of shit, like a lot more shit as well. So I just think that's interesting Mm -hmm. that she specifically was like Quentin Tarantino. I'm sure she didn't really think about it, but people do love to do the Kanye comparison and I get why, but like, there's a lot of people kind of doing what she's done. Yeah. I'm not saying that justifies it, but I'm saying it's an interesting thing to look at, like how we interpret people's behavior differently and what they say differently. And how many chances they're given as well. Because I think especially as a figure in the kind of discourse we have about cancel culture now, she has always survived, but kind of through the different waves in the beginnings of cancel culture. And people being like, oh, you can't say that oh that's too far that's too much that's too far she gets banned from twitter she gets banned from instagram because some of the things she said are like heinous and terrible but she is a woman with bipolar which i think is such a and i think like like, people have stopped it now with kanye and and i get why because it's just kind of unforgivable at this point and yeah um well it's nazism yeah for a long time he was getting the oh it's mental health like someone needs to look out for him and i don't think that I think there was less of a focus on her mental health. I don't think there was ever a focus on her mental health. But what I just want to ask is, when 
is she still banned from Twitter? Because you know when Elon Musk took oh. over Twitter and he was like bringing people back that had been banned. Did he have to bring Azalea Banks back on Twitter or was I she already back know. on? Is that so funny? Because there's no way that man was letting her back on no. there. He was like, no, she can stay. Banned. She cannot talk about me yeah. anymore. Yeah. It feels I'd be so interested to know. I just would love to listen to him talk about her. I suppose maybe he doesn't think about her, but he should. He really should. Anyway, so what else did we kind of get from this article? So it was written by a guy called Connor Garrell, and I thought his writing style was very poetic, which was really unexpected. It was interesting. I'd not really seen this done for a celebrity. Not expose, but like the sort of... People usually write this way about writers or people who are quote-unquote like high artists or something. He was drawing on his literary illusions. I'm like... Why are you doing that? Are you it flexing was, your muscle? Like, it what's was this very about? like it's very well written. I think it was yeah, just a yeah. surprise to me. Like it's, I think when you think about these sort of articles, you're expecting there to be subheadings and like yeah. big poppy quotes and things like that. And that's what we used to. I like it, but this was quite nice. It was something different. I appreciated it. It's like yeah, yeah. A kind of an experimental way of looking at a celebrity, which kind of fits Azalea Banks as an artist. I think. So. I think it was all very not elevated but i think he was trying i could see what he was trying to do by taking it very very seriously for somebody that has kind of been written off in several different modes of her career but is actually like look at the kind of she can't be pigeonholed she can't be when you listen to her music it's just it's somebody i think she says it in it she's like i just like music i'm doing all these different things she's taking on all these different illusions she can't really that. be like boxed off into a genre yeah and I which think, is like, incredible doesn't like, that make sense like yeah how can you be boxed off? like unless you're just pop but like even then you surely want to do things in different areas i know i would if that was something i was very talented at yeah. i wouldn't want to be pigeonholed into one thing because it's a long career to only produce the same thing. Yeah. And then you get comments like, oh, well, you only create the same music. Well, So I've been pigeonholed. Mm. And she does the opposite. She does not create the same music. Nope. And she just makes it all up. So I think probably retrospectively, but I hope it happens like now in this dawn of her career that people will actually... I don't know. Because <sighs> this is the hard thing as well. It's like... The art and the artist. She is possibly up there with, you know, who can who's the, who are the people that can forgive her for what she's said or probably. is it forgiveness? Is it not? Is like, you know, the appreciation for her music now? Is it? Ta- it's really kind of at the forefront of all these. I also think that, like, I do think that two one two is a song. I I you know. I still listen to it on the regular because like, oh. what am I doing other than listening to that song? That's <laughs> yeah. what I need to do. And I think that like I, I don't listen to Kanye West anymore because that's a choice I've made. It's a personal yeah. choice. I think it's for the best. I don't yeah. really want to contribute to it. But I do think and I, you know I don't I'm not suggesting this is always a gender thing, but there is an element that I think when I feel like female artists are, get a lot more criticism. Mm. And people are a lot more readily up for just being like, oh, I'm not going to listen to them anymore. Dropping them, never like, looking at them, never giving them attention. I think people yeah. find it easier to be like, yeah, I'm not going to, I don't want to contribute to them anymore. Yeah. And then you have like people still listening to so and so and so and so and so. Yeah. And not having an issue with it and being mm. like, oh, well, I don't really care if he beat his wife. 
doesn't really bother me. Yeah. But the fact that she said this yeah. one, I mean, like, you see it a lot. And I, I'm, I feel like to some extent, yeah, we do have to reckon with the fact that she said bad things and it is worth mm-hmm. looking at it. And I think it's it kind of becomes a personal choice. Like, do you yeah. yourself want to contribute to that? Do you want to contribute to that artist? I mean, you have to think about that yourself. But I don't know. I think, mm. like, it, it's not really for me to say. It's not for me no, to say. And it's not for me to say either. And I and don't I think, think yeah. I, do, I like, there's people where I'm like, I do think they've specific, like, Woody Allen, I don't mm. want to support. And I'm a bit surprised if I'm discussing things with people and they're like, yeah, I love Woody Allen. Yeah. I'm surprised it's by weird, that. Isn't it? There's certain people where I'm like, oh, I just thought that we wouldn't, co- like, mm. as a collective, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. But then with other people, I think it's personal choice of, like, yeah. what do you think? And yeah. that, you know, it just comes down to that and you've kind of got to be accepting like i just mm-hmm. don't think i'm the one to you know reckon with what she said and forgive it because i don't think that's my place but i no. don't know whose place it is and it's I think, a lot for me to consider as a small human i know but and I all think i can that's... say is that i really like some of her music yeah and it's we've grown up with it and you know the kind of icon status of 212 i, I don't think that can ever be um, undermined because <laughs> like instantly in one of in terms of it being like this global instant anthem I know you really don't have them that often and I, th- I think we've grown up with that so it's going to be very I feel particular. like this was as well like it was a conversation I was having recently where um, someone pointed out to me like this terrible thing that a chocolate company had done, which is not that irregular. A lot of chocolate companies do terrible things, but this specific chocolate company had done something awful. Mm. And we were discussing it and they they were like, it was like a group discussion and they said like, well, does it change your purchasing habits? Mm. And I was like, I do think I would think twice about purchasing that. And they were like, well, you could, but essentially you would have to stop buying chocolate altogether to be completely ethical. Like you can't, Uh, because like you, you might not have that chocolate because it's unethical but then you would look at another chocolate company and they've also done something unethical so then you kind of have to cancel that out and eventually you're left with i just have to cut chocolate out because chocolate itself is kind of an unethical practice right and then like you cut it out altogether Mm. you kind of feel that way with cutting out certain bits from music let's say like i could completely not listen to azalea banks but then i have to kind of apply the same policy to a lot of other artists yeah and i think it's quite difficult. <laughs> like, I'd be wiping out a lot of music. And I'm not saying yeah. don't do that. But I think it's very interesting to have such strong stances mm-hmm. on some things and then not others. And yeah. it's very difficult to live your life in a completely ethical way. Mm. And sometimes you just want to enjoy what you've got. Yeah. And I think, again, there's limits. There's certain things. Like like me saying, I don't listen to Kanye West anymore. I think that's yeah. some, not something I personally want to do and I'm happy cutting that out because I mm-hmm. think that's a very specific situation. Yeah. But I think if I was to cut Azalea Banks out, I would have to cut out a lot of other people. Yeah. I, know, I don't know whether that's right or wrong. Maybe it, maybe it is. But, but I would I have to do a lot of research before listening to anything ever. And that's the problem with it, that it's like every... The thing of the ethical... Trying to be ethical consumers yeah. in any kind of capacity means that you have to delve deeper you have to research you have to read more around it you have to be like where's my moral hard line and then everything else has to rise to meet that and anything that falls below you cut away and i don't think that i don't think it's necessarily means that if you don't want to do that or you feel tired by the kind of 
relentlessness of oh that one person's it's found out they're a bad person yeah. and they ruined it for me my whole childhood and I loved them and now I can't listen to them anymore because that makes me a bad person I think that's way too much to put on individuals it is because I stress about it all the time because it's, it seems it's like hard not it to. happens every week and it's you like have people like these massive Harry Potter fans that use Harry yes. Potter to get them through life and they're now like being told like don't ever read Harry Potter again and it's like but <laughs> I don't know what harm they're doing like no. I get that they're contributing I get that but the harm isn't them no but then again like even so I'm like I feel like we're bringing very extreme people mm. and I I, I don't know. I can't, I guess I have to like remember things that Azalea Banks has specifically said. I know that they were bad, but they're not on the top of my head. And it's like, I don't know where she stands in terms of this. Homophobia and transphobia. She has said a lot of slurs. That's the other one. And then, but what, the, a very interesting thing that this article says is mm. that when people do comment on her homophobia, yeah. they do always kind of negate to mention her own queerness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that excludes it because within the LGBTQ plus community, you mm. get a lot of prejudice against different subsections. Yeah, definitely. So I don't think that it necessarily excuses it, but it does kind of, no one ever really brings that context into it. At all. Yeah. It's always seen as like, oh, you know, she's, you know what she's like, kind of quote unquote, and she just yeah. goes off on one and it's, who is she going to target next? But I think if you if you think about her in terms of somebody that is like not a tortured artist at all, but like a, you know has had this kind of groundwork of this really promising career, and she was picked up at the right times, and she was kind of the record labels they were like, oh no, she's great, she's going to be the next big thing, but they yeah. didn't know how to nurture her, and they didn't give her the opportunities that they gave. And she mentions Tyler the Creator in this one that she was like. We were picked up at the same time. They never put us in the same room together. I think and that kind of being let down by the opportunities that you think you've made it, but yeah. you don't, you're not quite there or they don't utilize you to kind of nurture your potential because you're doing something else completely. They want to yeah. sell the product that is the music of you. But she, you know, she's a woman with bipolar. So she's got that going on. That's her career when she's really yeah. young. She's a woman with bipolar. They never talk about her queerness having very public mental health struggles on Instagram and everyone's just using it it for fodder. And I think as well, like kind of the impression I got within this article is that she was mismanaged by the management Mm. she had. They didn't know what to do with it and they wanted a particular image of her. And a lot of what she was doing was, I mean, again, she was very young when they'd signed her. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like a teenage rebellion. Like she is rebelling against what they were they were mismanaging yeah they essentially they were trying to pigeonhole her and i think in her head she was just rebelling against that and Mm -hmm. she was making mistakes but it you know potentially it was kind of like an arrested development situation Mm -hmm. where like it just continued and continued and then she's still doing the same things now because that's what she knows to do like she i mean it, it works like her career was not getting the notice it should have got yeah and even now, I don't think she gets as much recognition for her music as she should get, no. like compared to other artists. And I think she knows, I'm not saying she does this intentionally or not, but that is when she gets the most attention is yeah. when she yeah. says something that causes controversy. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, maybe it's a thing of like, all oh, press is good press. Definitely. Not saying that's always the case, but 
this is kind of what's worked in her career. Like, it's her my pattern, introduction yeah. to her was the whole thing with Elon Musk. Like, yeah. that in itself, I don't consider that a controversy. I co- like consider it iconic. But at yeah. the same time, essentially, that's what it was. And it, yeah. you know, I had heard two on two before, but I hadn't really connected the dots that that's who it that was. It was her, yeah. So I think a lot of people are introduced to her through mm. controversy and then are able to listen to the music. And I'm yeah. not saying that that's a great career structure, but if that's all you know, how do you know how to do anything else? And I think I've at the very end of the article, he talks about how this was supposed to be an interview to talk about her new record label that she yeah. signed with. And then two days before the interview commenced, um, she said on Twitter that she's she's not working with them anymore. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like, this is what she's always done. <laughs> um, but I think she hasn't reached the acclaim that she probably could, she definitely could have mm-hmm. because she didn't play ball with the record labels yeah. and then has this very like instant not a relationship with the public but that kind of use of twitter use of instagram yeah. in a way that's very familial kind of before yeah. celebrity before kim k was doing it before yeah the kind of Insta- instagrammable like influencers we know them now yeah she was doing that before it was like any thought that was in her head she would be tweeting at tweeting it, it and and sometimes she shouldn't have definitely my vivid memories just because it's been saint patrick's day recently and it's been brought up oh, to me a lot with the irish. she she hates the irish hates them <laughs> truly does not like them and that's oh, the one like that's man. the one that is just right on the top of my head because i saw so much of it because saint patrick's day and it's like she won't be happy she won't <laughs> be happy i just such an interesting it. feud to me because like what why does she hate the irish Mm. what did they do nothing it was an undeserved feud but i'm trying to think if there was anything else that like was standing out to me in the article i guess she talks a lot about her upbringing Mm. which i also think was really good to talk about like i think it's interesting remember we we discussed this on the podcast like we did a whole in-depth um breakdown of the most recent grimes article yes and she's doing so much to try and make herself i don't know if this she was trying but basically trying to make herself humbled and like yeah. me and elon want to live in this small house we go on and, date nights to the cinema like yeah, every other couple yeah, it's couple. like i i'm just like you yeah and the if you compare it with this one especially mm. when azalea banks is talking about her upbringing and it it actually it's not a normal upbringing because what is but it's more like she's just like this is how it was Mm -hmm. and this was my experience yeah and it's not her trying to get sympathy and it's it's not that she's telling it very plainly and like like this i mean it was i imagine not a great situation it sounds traumatized it sounds like proper you know what you can imagine as a really raw childhood yeah but she doesn't she's not looking for sympathy she's not looking to seem relatable because it it just is so essentially her mum had also had some mental health problems she was schizophrenic yeah and um there's these bits where she's saying that you know she didn't know where her mum was for Mm -hmm. large periods of time yeah and then going to like leaving and having to live with her sister and stuff like that yeah it's not a nice situation to be in and she remembers... she's never using it for excuse, an excuse no. for her actions it's never her saying well this was my upbringing and this is why i've yeah. said these things it's not no. that it's just well this was my upbringing if anything it's more she says she grew up in america and she was raised on south park 
and and so like you know if you South Park is more of the reasoning yeah. for her actions <laughs> like, for sure I can definitely see a South Park influence in fact <laughs> it makes you know, sort of so yeah, much sense yeah I re- reckon that South Park probably reaching out for a feature as we speak <laughs> <laughs> but no I, th- I think it was really tender the way she talks about her mum she says she developed her musicality in part because of her mother who when she was around would do chores around the house naked while listening to people like Donna Summer, Chaka Khan, Whitney Houston and she was 10 when her mum was diagnosed with schizophrenia so and she says her mum would brag about how she did witchcraft and killed my father because her father died when she was really young yeah and the the only memory she has of her father is when he's in his casket so that kind of stuff it's not going to leave you in any kind of way but she doesn't she doesn't invoke like you say she doesn't invoke it to do anything she's just telling her story it's not like it's not like she's being asked like why do you behave the way you do and she's like well this let me tell you yeah it's not it's not some sort of like x-factor sub story it's like this is just my life and that's it so the fact that diplo is um involved in this and somehow that he was one of the first people to kind of see her early demos Diplo, who's the guy recently that was like, I'm not gay? It's Diplo! Has anyone now seen this? That <laughs> Diplo was like, I'm not gay. If but- I don't look them in... But I like to receive head from men, and but they don't look me in the eye because that makes he- it gay. <laughs> I don't know if he specifically said he liked it. He just said, it's probably happened, but I haven't looked. <laughs> oh, that's it, yeah. Um, which So he doesn't like or dislike, he's just indifferent. <laughs> to the process has probably happened as long as he doesn't look <laughs> i think that's so funny it's just so good to me like he's like i don't think that's gay it's like how do we know it really is a spectrum it really is and diplo you're on it um <laughs> didn't mean welcome, to help myself like welcome that welcome to the lgbt well, how did the woman say it was it the lgbt who is this woman she like reads it all as one word um yeah i'm trying to think anything else anything else that we enjoyed from the enjoyed not necessarily enjoyed but found interesting i think it's really good that they bring the focus back onto the way that the music industry has failed her in terms of this so they they like go chronologically you've got that down great pronunciation (laughs) They go chronologically through the beginnings of how she, you know, she sang at Karl Lagerfeld's party when she was 21. Which so is, wild. So, Not <laughs> what I was doing at 21. <laughs> Definitely wasn't what I was doing at 21. No, I was at home. <laughs> Stuck in a in pandemic. Um, but they say the music business is a capitalist enterprise after all, which the artist obtains a status of product. And it's often black women in particular who end up struggling against the definitions of profitability, sex appeal, pop appeal that are handed down to them by an industry shaped by white male gaze. So I think it's very good that they kind of shift that focus back onto yeah. it because, but I, I also really enjoy It recognises enjoyed... all of it, I think. Yes. It recognises yeah. that like, it's a balanced thing. It's not It's not him ever being like, oh, she deserves forgiveness because of this or she yeah. deserves to be criticised because of this. It's just, this is who she is. She's this a whole is what person. she's done. Yeah. And she's not had a good time of it, but also she has yeah. said bad things, but also her music's good. And it's like, yeah. what? we can't do more than that. As people, we can't do more than that. We can just kind of like look at what's happening and 
feel what we feel yeah and you come up with your own opinion from reading it yeah. you don't need this man's opinion i just need to read it myself and go well this is how i feel mm-hmm. definitely I love that she... I've forgotten that she did this whole thing where she was a mermaid. I don't know. Yeah, so I like, <laughs> I, I read this and then I was like, oh, but it. I feel like this is something that could quite easily be like taken out of context and mocked. But it yeah. seemed like it was based... You know, I'm not saying Azalea Banks is a mermaid, but it was based in some sort of... Cultural practices. Yeah, so, she so says, I, I, I feel like it's going to yeah. potentially... I'm glad it hasn't, but there was potential for this to like people get hold of this and be like oh how ridiculous but like it's a thing well people were saying it's um saying it was cosplay it's not cosplay no she's initiated in paulo mayombe i'm definitely saying everything wrong which is an african diasporic religion that was brought to the caribbean during the slave trade and identifies with the yoruban deity yemaya a protector of women who is often depicted as a mermaid I think that sounds lovely. Yeah. I don't have any issue with that. That's so when, one of the better things she's done. Yeah, but do you remember protecting women? in 2020 when everyone's like, she's having a mental breakdown because yeah. she's like burying chicken and smearing yeah. blood on the walls. But like, this is not what that was about. Yeah. That's, you know, something to do with her like spiritual practices. Yeah. So I feel like we are very easily taken up. We should be a bit more understanding about these things. Like, I think when we hear Mermaid, it's like, oh my God, she's play- like playing yeah. Ariel. Like, H2O just add water. It's not one of those situations. It's like a genuine cultural, cultural practice. practice. <laughs> so I think we should treat it with respect. Like, it is worthy of respect. That's what she believes. And I, I support it. It sounds like a lovely practice. I know. It sounds nicer than most practices I've heard before. Right? Protecting women. I love that. It's great. We... More of that, in fact. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love more cultural practices that did that. It's lovely. It is lovely. I really enjoyed at the end that they said that she's... Lately, she's been feeling good. She seems grounded and happy. She n- isn't nearly as online as she once was. <laughs> she doesn't really pay attention to what people say about her there. Um, instead, she has a store called cheapy xo which she founded in 2017 which sells kind of like wellness products oh. um oh no but nothing like super terrible and then one of them is about um he- alleviating hemorrhoids from anal sex and then in the quote in brackets there was a time when gay men were tweeting her before and after photos of their literal assholes as though she was the fairy godmother of their colons <laughs> I appreciate that that sort of implies that it did actually work. I mean, that sounds great. That they they achieved good results from it. There was before and after pictures. Imagine taking the post It needed. You know what? At least you know the product works. I'll give her that. She's got literal recommendations. Supposedly, hemorrhoid cream is really good for redness on your face. I have heard this. Yeah, I'd not try it myself. No. I reckon I would have a massive breakout from it, but like <laughs> for other people, it's probably great. A severe allergic reaction. Oh, I know I would. If you put anything near my face, it'll decide to be allergic. <laughs> Doesn't like yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. But I really, you know, she's um, she's on a good path, it seems. She's come a long way. And she said, uh, my existence is part of the national phenomena of the planet Earth, of the flora and fauna. She's been trying to break her karmic cycle, reminds herself that often that she is, in fact, a good person. So I just think that's a really wholesome way of looking at people growing up, going through the high highs and the low lows of all kinds of fame and what career and promise and not being given opportunities but then also things that you have said yourself the consequences of that coming back to you as well but i think it's always just nice that people are 
turning around and saying they're happy. Like, I think that's really... But it's always good that's to me. That's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. The happy, well-rounded people. Um, I do think that it's good right at the beginning. They just put out as well. I think this is nice to remember. But that she... They say that um, she's a black woman with bipolar disorder working in an industry that fails at every turn to offer her any support. And I think as much as she is worthy of criticism and keep that criticism coming because a lot of it is very valid. She has said some really bad things and like I say, many a slur. But at the same time, if you look at her music career, I think it's just worth bearing in mind other things as well. Definitely. Where was the support? Why was anybody that saw the first thing that she tweeted that was a bit like, oh God, what's going on there? no one reached out no yeah, where's know. the support system like and i think for years i always saw like people with Kanye West, and I, I i did think it was justified at the time but i think like we should move this sort of energy to other people like mm. when he would start tweeting really bizarre stuff that was yeah. you know not good and not nice to hear um the people would be like well this is clearly a manic episode so we should have a bit of understanding mm. um and the same thing happened, this is really unrelated, but when Gabby Hanna was doing her things oh on my TikTok, God, everyone yeah. was like, this, you know, not everyone, is but a lot safe? of people were saying, yeah. this is probably a manic episode, like, just have a bit of compassion yeah. and things like that. And I think this is just, like, a nice response to everything is, like, mm. very valid criticism should be brought up. It doesn't excuse saying some genuine horrific stuff. No. But I just think, think about what she's saying first. I think, yeah. if she is she doing it for attention? Maybe. Who knows? But I think it's worth having a little bit of compassion. But I think the criticism is also valid and valid and needs to be said. Yeah, because she has said some bad things. Yeah, which I'm sure we discuss in depth in the other podcast. (laughs) And I'm sure if I went back and listened to that, I'd be a bit like, okay, well, also, yeah, very much do criticize that. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, only the Irish stuff's coming to my mind. (laughs) I know that there was a big thing with Zayn Malik. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, she's she really. When she picks on people. It's not nice to see. Unless, you know, unless she just diverted all her energy and hatred towards Elon Musk and then I would be really happy with that. That was, it was really good as a time. But even, like, it didn't even feel like she hated him. It was just, she was more intrigued. She was like, how is this working? Why are you in a relationship (laughs) with this man? It's more that energy I got from it. Yeah. (laughs) But that's all I've got to say. I'm constantly interested in what she's up to. And you'll never know what she's going to do next. Um, I feel like it's so... She is just this entity in her own. And it's ha- yeah. you don't know if she's just going to continue doing what she's doing. But I hope whatever she does next, she continues to be happy like she says she is. And also potentially uses less slurs and <laughs> is um, potentially less controversial. That would be what I would yeah. hope. Happiness, less slurs and less controversial. In a piece, and then the slurs won't be... I hope so. ...chucked about. Hopefully. Quite so readily. <laughs> One can only hope. Um, but that's all I have to say on it. Me too. Thank you so much for listening. You can let us know your own opinions on it, and you can read it if you want. I'm sure we'll link it we will. in the description. And let us know your own thoughts, or you can just leave us a quick review if you want to. Just give us, like, a... There's a star system. It's like Uber. star! Um, but thank you so much for listening once again. Bye.